the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome everyone to the show, Extreme Carolina. The show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove with their lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they prove with their lives that anything is possible. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news that you can use. And that's what we do. We bring you good news that you can use each time Extreme Carolina is on the air. And today we have an amazing, amazing guy with us. Man, I'm very happy that I finally, finally ran this guy down. He's, But he's got an important job. He's busy, busy, busy. And uh, that's now my new good friend, Mr. Dale Cole, the superintendent of Clay County Schools. I mean, he's a nice, nice guy. And uh, I'm glad he gave us this opportunity. So let's give him a warm and happy Extreme Carolina welcome to Mr. Dale Cole. Welcome, Dale, to the show, brother. Good morning, Michael. Thank you for the invitation. Hey, man, it is our pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, thank you. And uh, let's just jump right into it. and Let's see what, what we can do with the time that we have today. Now, I announce you as being... Uh, Dale Cole, the superintendent of Clay County. And I also said an extreme Carolina welcome. And I found out that you're <laughs> you're from the extreme East Carolina, almost as far as you could go. Well, your school was as far as you could go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, that's true. And uh, but now that meant that you had a home somewhere close to the beach, that you and your wife was close to the beach. Is, is that correct? Over in uh... uh Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, my wife and I grew up about five miles apart in a little place called Blunt's Creek in Beaufort County, North Carolina. <laughs> and uh, it's very close to Bath. A lot more people have heard of Bath. Bath uh, has the, okay. the oldest church in North Carolina. and uh, But, yeah, it's about wow. an hour and 20 minutes from the beach. Wow, man, I tell you what, you guys wasn't, wasn't sad about that. I know my wife would love to be that close to the beach. She's a <laughs> beach girl. But even more importantly, I think she's a mountain girl, which she actually grew up in the mountain. But she mm-hmm. loves going to the mountains outside. But the beach, <laughs> not that far. But anyway, uh, okay, so now you're a superintendent. You went all the way from being a teacher all the way up to being a superintendent. My question to you, Dale, is this. What was it that made you decide to be a teacher? Um, to be honest, I, um, you know, I, I played uh, three sports all the way through school, and I always had a love of reading and uh, understanding mm-hmm. literature and history. Uh, okay. I just always loved to learn. So, you know, high school, just school in general, was just always fun to me. Wow. And, um, <laughs> And so when I when I went to college, my uh, my old uh, baseball and football coaches asked me to come back and volunteer coach with them uh, while I was in college. And I got into that. And, and, you know, they taught me that that coaching is just teaching outside and, um, you know, learning the the bits and pieces and the techniques and and fundamentals. 
um, really knowing your, your content, uh, in order to be able to explain it to kids so that they can learn from you and become, uh, stronger players. That's just teaching. And so, um, that's kind of what led me into teaching in the classroom. I really wanted to coach, uh, you know, as a, as a job and, uh, that got me into the classroom. So I became a high school English teacher, mainly because I loved English and, uh, (laughs) wasn't as strong in math. (laughs) So, uh, Yeah, Uh, that's that's kind of how I got into it. I just love being around kids. You know, kids keep you young, man. It's important. (laughs) It's important to uh, keep kids around you because they keep you young. All right, man, that is amazing. Okay, that that makes sense, you know, because you are definitely a good teacher because you taught young men to go on to win championships. You know, so you kind of had that teaching thing down and. They listen and they listen to what you had to say because you don't get to be a defensive coordinator and the head coach and go on to win championships without those kids listening to you. You know, you can have fun yourself teaching it, but then they got to be listening and learning from you. And that's got to be a fulfilling, fulfilling feeling for you, you know, to to have that. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, we uh, so we lost either in the state championship or the Eastern Regional Championship, I think, five years in a row. And um, oh and I, you know, I, and I was never the head coach. I was always the defensive coordinator during those years. Mm-hmm. And uh, but, you know, my my thing with our kids was I was always a big believer in empowerment. And I used to tell our kids, look, I'm going to coach you as hard as I can Monday through Thursday. But Friday night is yours. Uh, Friday night, I can't help you uh, except during halftime for a little bit. Pretty much you're going to have to do it on your own. So I I always just believed in putting the responsibility on them Mm -hmm. that I wasn't going to be there to save them on Friday night. They had to know the game plan. They had to know the adjustments ahead of time that we were going to make. And I I helped them to understand that it was just sort of a chess game beyond just the mastering your your craft. Uh, There's also a mental part of it that you've got to be able to adjust and overcome the changes that the other team makes and that they had to be able to do that on their own. And I think uh, that was that was a difference uh, in how we did things at Southside High School during that time. Wow. Now, and you have we know you did good at that because uh, I read some of your bio and you you were um, teacher of the year as well as high school principal for 10 years. So you, you translated coaching into the classroom itself. And so to be able to do that, man, I mean, that you have to have a superior amount of love for teaching in order to, I, I bet you that, that year when you ran, when you were the uh, teacher of the year uh, and the run, was it teacher of the year or runner up? I mean, which one? It was a runner-up teacher of the year for the county. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you 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 were the runner-up. That probably made you want to do it again because you're not that kind of guy to settle for second place. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, no, I'm not, but I've done a lot of it in my life. I, I said I've coached in two state championships. I didn't say that I won either one of them. <laughs> and, there you uh, go. Okay. I wasn't the teacher of the year. I was the teacher of the year runner-up for the runner county, but up. I finally won principal of the year. <laughs> there you go. Principal of the year. I bet you that was exciting, though. But uh, now, now translating that over here to where you are now, with what you're doing now, which is why you're on this show, 
and to be able to translate that and to put it into your everyday superintendent job, uh, which you are here in Clay County. And we understand that Clay County schools, since you've been here, uh, have been going up. I mean, the the class classrooms and the uh, just the overall uh, attitude and attendance uh, and the grades uh, of all these kids are growing up. Uh, is, is that true? Or am I just making that up? Um, well, no, I, I think uh, we've made some positive changes. Um, now, I will tell you this, as far as state test scores uh, last year, we were no different than anybody else. Um, ours went down. Uh, and that's because we only had probably a half to three quarters of the instructional time with our students that we would have in a normal year. So um, what I would say is, is that based on the amount of time that we had our kids in class, mm-hmm. we did really, really well. But if you okay. compared it to a year where we had them, uh, you know, all year long face right. to face. We, we didn't do as well, just like everyone else. And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, but what we did do, I think, is we did an outstanding job of taking care of the physical and social emotional needs of our students. And and honestly, uh, in a time like this, that comes to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Uh, we made sure that our families uh, were well fed. We delivered that food to their door. Uh, we went to homes to meet the the social and emotional needs of students that had them with our, our um, social worker that we've added. Mm -hmm. We added a school counselor to every school, you know, three years ago, uh, three or four years ago, we only had one, uh, one school counselor in in Clay County schools. And now we have four. Mm -hmm. And um, so we really build up the support side of our school system in order to meet the needs of our students and families. And that's what we focused on over the last two years. Okay, and that makes sense because we haven't had the opportunity to have a normal uh, school year because of this uh, COVID thing. But now you've been here, what, five years, uh, six years? Uh, here, here. No, sir. No, sir. I, my, I started November 1st of 2019, and the pandemic hit, I think, right around February 1st. So I actually had, I guess, three <laughs> months, months of being a normal superintendent. Um, so wow. I, yeah, I've, I've been here less than two years. It'll be two years, uh, November 1st of, of this year. That has got to be one of the toughest challenges you've had in your career, uh, as a superintendent or, or a, a school teacher. This is well, just as tough. an, yeah, just as an educator, uh, I, you know, this is my first superintendent job, so I've never been a superintendent anywhere else, okay. but I did, uh, I came across some information yesterday. Um, uh, this will show you how tough it's been okay. is that I've got less than two years of experience as a superintendent, okay. but I have more experience as a superintendent than 23 other superintendents in the state of North Carolina. <laughs> Cause that's, that's how many superintendents have retired, uh, you know, or quit. Uh, during the last two years, unbelievable, unbelievable. Now this is the time uh, for educators to step up. I, I would think. I mean, during this time now, because our kids are scattered. You know, they're not able to get what it is that they need in terms of an education. 
And mm-hmm. uh, you guys have to adjust, you know, have to do things on the fly. I love the fact that you were, you know, feeding them. You were still getting the food to them. You know, mm-hmm. they used the buses that, you know, hey, we got these buses. We got this food. Let's take it to them. And uh, mm-hmm. which was a great idea. Somebody came up with that idea. I think your good friend, Miss Connolly, I don't know if she came up with it, but she was doing the same thing out there in Cherokee mm-hmm. County. And uh, but to do that, to step up. And I didn't know what you just said, and we don't have, we don't want you to name anybody. That the superintendents quit their jobs. We're doing mm-hmm. this two years left, and mm-hmm. I would I would, and if I was a betting man, and I'm not, but I'd say that didn't even cross your mind, even though you oh, got no. the job right at the beginning of it. I mean, you could have said, "Man, I moved all the way over here from the beach to get this." You know, <laughs> <laughs> I could have I stayed where I was at. You know, but. The, the 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 guy that's in you, the guy that is the competitor, I mean, that's in you, you just say, well, you know, that ain't even thought. Let's see what we can do to make it better. Let's see what we can do to make not just the, the, the kids, the thing for the kids, but for the teachers to make their life because they're right in the middle of this thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they got families too. So, I mean, that's got, that had to be tough or still has to be tough for you to do that. And well, you, I, yeah, I, I just I just believe in uh, I mean, that's one of the things I love about this job uh, or even teaching in general. Just being in education is no two days are alike. Like you can plan all you want, but you you don't know what's going to happen when you come to work every day. Oh, my and I feel God. like so many people are in jobs that they know exactly what it's going to be every minute of every day before they ever walk in. Well, right. as a public school educator, you don't know that. So it keeps you on your toes. You know, that's, that's what toes. we that's what we sign up for. And, and, you know, my personal motto is just every challenge is an opportunity every and, uh, you know, and you got to take, you got to take things as a positive, it, you know, challenges are going to be thrown your way. That's your opportunity to make a difference. Yeah. If you never got any challenges. You wouldn't really make a difference. You just show up and sit around all day. And do you think, yeah, that, and then, you know, complacency was set in and you wouldn't even, That's right. you, you know, it's crazy at that point, you know? And so, and I'm sure that the city or the county of Clay County are really glad that you're here because you are, sir, making a difference in terms of education. Now, uh, we, we don't want to get away without seeing who uh, just a little bit about you, about who you are. And, and we like to pull the cover back to let people see who who Dale Cole is, because we know that, you know, you're a superintendent, you're doing a great job. But who is this guy that's doing a great job? You know, who is this fella? Well, we have a couple of questions that we like to ask our guests. And uh, one of those questions is this. I love it. There's about three or four of them. But one of them is this. What book have you read recently that had the biggest impact on you and why? Uh, well, um Obviously, I've read a lot of books. Uh, oh yeah, it's good. But, too. <laughs> but uh, I okay. So one in particular would be uh, it's called QBQ, uh, and the QBQ. subtitle uh, and the subtitle is the question behind the question, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's really uh, what it's it's about asking the right questions. What to really ask yourself uh, if you want to eliminate blame and complaining and procrastinating. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's a it's a personal accountability book. 
and um it it really had an impact on me uh mm-hmm. you know i've probably read it three or four times but i reread it uh about a about a, two months ago when things got really hard and i got to feeling sorry for myself i went back and and reread it and uh-huh. um and it just helped me to refocus it's just you, it's just all about how to practice personal accountability in your work and and in your life you know and that, that that's the kind of book we would think you would read you know, being the guy that you are, <laughs> accountability. Now, the now you didn't say who was the author of that book because we want to put this in our show notes. Yeah, uh, so the author's name is John G. Miller. John G. Miller, okay. Yep. All right. And it's we- a short book. I mean, it's probably only 150 pages or so. All right. Um, real, it's real easy read, but okay. um, very enjoyable. I, I took a lot from it. Wow. QBQ. The question behind the question. All right, we're going to put that down in the show notes of uh, Extreme Carolina so people can get that. Uh, the short, easy read, that means it's a book for me. I like them. And uh, <laughs> so I, I, I'll be happy to read that. So, uh, but anyway, that's great, man. Thanks for sharing that with us. Now, we, we also like to ask a couple other questions. We can get them in. I'm looking at the clock. We got just a few more moments left. Plus, you got to get to work. Uh, and thank you for that time. But now here's one of the ones I really like because there's never, ever the same answer uh, from our guests. And that is what Dale is the best advice you've ever received. Uh, gosh, um, that, I mean, I've, I've received a lot of advice. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm Gracious. sure I'm sure you had way back when you were a kid, you, you got some advice that you probably because you look like the kind of guy that I, I'm gonna do this no matter what. I'm gonna do this no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um gosh, I, I was I'm drawing a blank and uh oh there's a saying that my dad gave me that um yeah, I uh uh I know. I got you. It's probably I'm, something I'm you, a blank. It probably was something your dad did tell you, you know, and yeah. uh, and and he probably told you you he said, you know, probably that you had a stubborn streak. That uh, something yeah. about something about being dumb. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, you and I talk. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh yeah. So my dad, my dad um I was a stubborn kid and uh you know, I believed I could do everything myself. And I didn't need any help from anybody. Oh, and, uh, you know, and I have, I have totally revamped that belief is now <laughs> I think I couldn't do anything without the people that I work with. There you um, go. but he would say, uh, you know, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. And go. he would say that because he ran his own business and I worked for him my whole time as a kid. Oh, I always, goodness. I didn't want to listen to him and I wanted to do things my way. And he had been, he'd only been doing his job for 40 years. You know, oh, so he, yeah. he, he knew a little <laughs> something about what he was doing and, and, you know, he'd tell me how to do it. And then I'd say, no, I'm gonna do it this way. And he'd say, okay, but if you're going to be <laughs> dumb, you got to be tough. Cause then it would end up taking twice as much time or, or yeah. something like that. And, and, uh, so yeah, that was, uh, that was a piece of advice that stuck with me through all of this. And, and, uh, as a superintendent, you know, I, I have learned to allow people to handle problems in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, I go. help them identify the problem. Okay. And, uh, but then I, I always try to provide them with a possible solution, but I found that people will work harder if you let them do it the way they want to try to handle it first. 
And uh, so that's great. That's good stuff right there, brother. I mean, you you know, but I don't tell them, I don't tell them if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That one. Yeah. You might keep to yourself. Yeah. I tell my son that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Somebody that, you know, can't get mad and quit. That's right. (laughs) I love it. I love it. You got to know when to hold that one. That's great, man. (laughs) Uh, well, we'll move on because a lot of people going to be listening to this and we don't want them to get the wrong idea. But now, but here's a piece also that you were, it's close to that. And that is, what is it, Dale, that you believe that most folks don't? Um, well, I, I just, I, I guess, um, something I've seen that's different about me over time um, is just that I truly believe that if I put my mind to something, I can make it happen. They given enough time mm-hmm. and, um, and, and resources that I can make almost anything happen that I put my mind to, um, short of just physical limitations that I may have or, or, or anything like that okay. uh, when it comes to the world of work. And, and, you know, I think other people say that, but, but they don't, I don't think, I don't know that they really believe it because then when, when times get hard, mm-hmm. you know, they, they give up, they quit yeah, they and do. uh, they don't stick with it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you truly believe something, then you go back to that mindset of every challenge is an opportunity. Like yeah. every time you throw a challenge my way, I'm mm-hmm. going to come back with a, with an opportunity, a way to make it better or a way to get around it. Like mm-hmm. over and over again, I'm just dogged like that. And, ah, and, um, tough. you know, and I, I put that into practice when I played sports and when yeah. I coached sports and when I taught, like when a kid would say, I don't understand. Okay. Well, we got to come at it a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or, or what is it? Where are you? Where are you hitting the wall? Cause oh, you, you understand parts of it, but right. then there, there's one part that you're not quite getting. We got to focus on that part. And so, um, I just have always believed that I can make things happen and succeed um, and, uh, if given the time and the resources to do it. And, and so I think that's, I don't know if I had to say something about myself, that's what I would say. Wow. Well, and it's not so much about yourself, but it, it is what you believe that most folks don't. And that's amazing how most folks don't believe that, it, it, you know, that they can achieve what it is that they're after. And you just say, well, I believe that. I wonder how come most folks don't believe that. That's just amazing that you and a lot of folks. You're right. They they negative is their first thought. Well, yeah. I can't. I can't do that. They go right there. I can't. You know, and <laughs> I, and and that's where you know. I, and I guess coming back to the book, you know, QBQ, just right. like instead of asking questions like who was supposed to have done that, who whose uh-huh. job is that, right? You know. That, those are negative questions that have Every no time. purpose, That's you right. know, and it's like, it doesn't matter who was supposed to have done it. It didn't get done. How about right. how can I fix yes. that? Woo. You know, Look out. And, and, and so <laughs> that's the way kind of I come about things is, is, um, I mean, I'm probably, we're down two people, uh, from, from, uh, COVID quarantine and at the primary school in the cafeteria today, I'm probably going to get my chief finance officer and she and I are going to go and put a hairnet on and go serve food today. So, you know, um, cause we got to feed kids That's right. and everybody else is, you know, I feel like that's something that 
at lunchtime, we've got a little more flexibility than the teachers and the principals do. So we can go down there and serve food. And see, that's what leaders do anyway. Leaders jump in there and do what needs to be done. And uh, and I can see another reason why they uh, chose you uh, to take this job. And uh, that is amazing. They made the right decision. And, you know, and just kind of going in there real quick before we come up with our last question is doing that, what you just said, you know, for the community, you know, of course you're doing your job, you get paid, that's what you do. But in making a difference in the community since you've been here, uh, just not the way you do it, but how do you think, Dale, that you have actually made a difference in Clay County? Um, well, I guess when I came in, the, uh, the, the previous superintendent, not the interim, but the, the previous superintendent, uh, there was a lot of community, I guess, rigmarole, and, and I don't know where all of that came from or, or right. the gist of it, and, and that's not my business. But right. the community seemed to be pretty uh, wounded, and split apart. And, um, so I, you know, it was my job to try to bring everybody back together and refocus on kids and, right. and student learning and, and taking care of students needs. Um, and so I feel like even during a pandemic, when I haven't been able to go and attend meetings and bring people together, right. uh, we've been able to do it through zoom meetings you know, I've been able to go on the radio, uh, I'm on this show, um, yeah, show. uh, Extreme phone calls. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. you know, I, I go everywhere I can to get the message out, uh, that we're all in this together for kids and we don't have to agree on everything as long as our heart and our focus is in the right place. Um, that's why we have a school board is to represent all the needs of the community there and, um, and everybody's voice will be heard. Um, and then in the end, we're all going to come together behind a singular plan to make things happen for kids. Wow. And uh, I feel like I've been able to do that during some pretty tough circumstances. Well, you, you have, sir. You've done an amazing job. And that's a, one of the reasons why you're on this show, Extreme Carolina. I noticed that you said you've been on the radio, you've done this, you've done that, to get the message out. And uh, here is one way you will get the message out because we're this show is synonymous with positive, motivating, uplifting things that people are doing in the community. So, sir, our hats off to you for doing a great job. And then it's one of the worst times that a person could be doing it. I mean, my goodness, in the pandemic. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, so, you know, this is not easy. And so I like the fact that you're stepping up, you're stepping up and you're leading and you're showing folks, hey, this is what this is what we got to do in order to educate our children, because that's what it's all about, educating the children. That's the bottom line. I mean, yeah, we come to get a paycheck, but the bottom line is to make sure our kids have an opportunity to have the best chance in life. And so, right. I man, I'm thinking, I love it, love it, love it. Can't get enough of it. And uh, I tell you what, we're we're almost out of time. But 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 I do want to say a, a fun question. Then we got to get out of here. What <laughs> is you know what is what is something about you, Dale, that surprises people? Uh, well, I I think um, 
you know, I, I work in a job where I wear a suit and, and, and tie and, uh, and the nice way suit. I speak, yeah. I, I do a lot of public speaking and that sort of thing. But, um, I actually grew up, people think I'm a city boy, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but I actually grew up pretty redneck. <laughs> oh my so, goodness. Yeah. I mean, my, my dad was a, uh, a championship coon hunter. And, Woo! uh, so I spent my days fishing and my nights in the woods and the swamps, uh, chasing blue tick coon hounds and, uh, and tree and coons. And, um, and I know probably every classic outlaw country song by heart. I mean, oh, Willie man. Nelson and Waylon yeah. Jennings is it. It never got uh, any better than those. Woo! And so, uh, yeah, that's you know, that's, most people don't, uh, would not think that if they didn't know me from, you know, way back when. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You <laughs> but, got them all. You got them all food, brother. No doubt. I got a food. That's right. That's you right. got them all food. <laughs> hey man, Dale, hey, well, we really, really, really appreciate you being on the show today, but man, look like we kind of running out of time here, but I tell you what, I just, I really thank I thank you for this opportunity uh, to have you on Extreme Carolina. I mean, this has been really fun, really amazing. And um, I tell you what, the people that listen to this show, they will know that Clay County has the right leader for our kids in Clay County schools. And uh, we just thank you, man, for doing an awesome, awesome job. And uh, we're going to be looking out for you in the times to come because it ain't going to always be a pandemic. This is going to get behind us and we're going to move on and life will not be the same, but be better. It will be better for it because we went through this time and we it was tough, but we toughed it out. And I so, agree. So, uh, so there you go, brother, man. I am so glad that we got you. So, uh, in closing, you know, we, we, you know what? I, I do have about three or four more questions, but I don't have three or four more worth of time, you know, so my time is <laughs> ran out. So let me, let me ask you this. If we can figure it out somewhere down the road, would you be willing to come back, be on the show, man? Would, would, sure. Would, Oh, y'all heard him. We got it on tape. He said he'd come back and be on the show. This may not be as fun as fishing and coon hunting, but I tell you what, it's going to be fun, though. We're going to have a lot of fun. So thank you so very much. I tell you what, man, thank you for being on the show. And uh, ultimately, Extreme, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers like Dale here, that are passionate and purpose-driven and making a difference uh, by listening to their stories. Extreme Carolina listeners will have an opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. All right, folks, get ready. I know you've been waiting on this, the quote of the week. Here it is. We're going to give it to you real quick, real sweet, and just let you have it. Here's a drum roll. That was a drum roll, y'all. So there it is right there, and here it is. Don't look at mistakes as a loss. Think of them as knowledge gained. <laughs> quote of the week i don't know who sent me that or who made it but i love it i'll say it one more time don't look at your mistakes as a loss think of them as knowledge gain well folks 
We got to get out of here. We want to first thank Dale for being here with us. We really appreciate it. We know you got to go to work. You got your suit and tie on. Look good, by the way. I like that tie. And because uh, I'm a tie guy. And so <laughs> anyway, so anyway, folks, we're going to get out of here. We're going we're gonna to do what we do. And we'll just say uh, goodbye to everybody. Glad everybody joined us today. We really appreciate you being here. And God bless you. We love everybody. And we'll see y'all next time down the road. Peace. We out.